If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, I'm really delighted to be back with you again. And I'm super settled in my new home and now raring to go to work on my, I call it the Airbnb apartment. But in fact, you know, one of the things I'm going to be talking about over the next few months is that I'm not going to just be renting it on Airbnb. I am going to put it on other platforms. But mainly, I want to um, make this an independent rental. I want to be—I want to be able to book direct and not be reliant on the OTAs. And I know for many people that listen to this podcast and that I talk to uh, across the world in different forums and groups and um, you know online places that. Becoming completely independent of the OTAs is one of their primary goals. They would love to do that. With that in mind, I will not no longer call it my Airbnb apartment. And since I have just bought the domain name arrowheadcottage.com, I will call it Arrowhead or the Arrowhead Cottage or something, yeah, something very similar. And today, that is what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking about arrowheadcottage.com and the website I'm going to be building for it. For many of you, you've probably got your own website. For many others, it is a goal of yours to build a website. But I know from years of doing this that it's not easy to set up your own website, whether it be on whatever, whatever you use, whether it's Wix or GoDaddy or Squarespace, or in my case, WordPress, because that's what I'm going to be using. It really isn't the simplest of things to do. So over the course of the next few months, I'm going to be working with my friend, my business partner, and someone that you may have recognized for a previous podcast we've done together, and that's Jason Beaton. Uh, Jason is an expert in digital marketing in web development. And he is going to help me to get arrowheadcottage.com off the ground and to create the best website I possibly can. And I'm going to be doing this and documenting it along the way so that we finally, in this industry, have a, a complete manual on how to set up your own web, uh, WordPress website for a vacation rental. Um, so it's going to be very specific to our business. It's not going to be template driven like um, like other options there are, which is not to say that that's, that's not uh, a useful option to have, but I want to do this from scratch. And I don't want my website to look like everybody else's website with just a different name and some different photographs. You know, that that's absolutely fine if that's what you have, but it's not what I want. I want to be, uh, I want to have something unique 
and different and um, created by myself, by somebody who doesn't have a huge amount of knowledge of web development or web design. And, uh, but I have a really good idea of what I want. So Jason's going to be helping me with this and going through every single stage of setting this up from what we're going to be talking about today, which is the real basics of uh, getting that domain name onto the web host. You know, what is a web host? Why do we use one? What um, what type of hosts are there? Which one should be which should we be using, etc. And then we're going to talk about how you actually install WordPress on that web host and following on from that, talking a little bit about the homework I'm going to need to do over the next few weeks, uh, creating the content, the basic content for my website. And we'll also be spending a little bit of time talking about the WordPress dashboard and, and what some of the, you know, what, what the setup is, is going to be. So you can follow along by listening to these podcasts but over the next couple of weeks, I'm also going to be building this manual, which will be, um, which will, you will be able to find on vacationrentalformula.com. So as Jason and I go through each stage of the process, I'm going to be writing it up, doing some videos, which uh, talk you through the actual process that I'm using to set up our head cottage. And, and then you can see, um, you know, exactly the process we're, we're going through. And that's, that that will be I'll be adding to that over the next couple of months as we go through each stage. Now, ideally, I want this uh, all set up by the end of November, so I'm giving myself a good two and a half months to to really get this off the ground and um, made into a, an attractive and working website. So actually coming on air like this and telling you that this is what I'm going to do is making me very accountable because building uh, a vacation rental website is something I've wanted to do for a long time. And, you know, I've toyed with the idea of using something like Wix uh, or Squarespace. And I know that, you know, Nancy McAleer has the most amazing website for her properties and and it's all done on Wix. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can go and have a look at it. One of the reasons I don't want to use Wix is that because I want to learn WordPress. I mean, WordPress is what my company website is based on, what clrm.ca is based on. And I I do have some knowledge of how to create pages and posts on that site. So I want to apply some of that knowledge I already have to, to this, this new website. But also um, because WordPress is the most popular platform for new websites, um, pretty much universal, lots and lots of plugins that allow you to do all sorts of things with it and within it. So that is it's one of the reasons that I'm going for WordPress. Okay, so without further ado, let's move on over to the conversation I've, I've, I've had with Jason about this first stages of setting up my website. So Jason, my friend, thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely, Heather. Glad to be here. You've been out and about a bit for the, for the last couple of weeks. Where have you been? Oh, it's, 
Yeah, it's it was um it's been a crazy month so far. Um, you know, right right during that Labor Day weekend, my son came down with pneumonia and oh. he was just getting over that. I say my son, one of my sons, I should say, <laughs> um, came came down with pneumonia and he was just getting over that when I had to start hitting the road. Um since gosh, the last ten or twelve days I've been traveling. So it's nice to actually be back home for once and and kind of get back in the swing of things and and all that fun stuff. So, so how is your boy? Um, he he is much better. He he's um, luckily it wasn't a, a, a over overly severe case. So um, we caught it kind of right there at the right time. But we had to do the whole breathing treatments and the um, nebulizer and medicines and all sorts of stuff. So um, and on a better note, he didn't give it to his other brother or sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. How yes. old? How old is he? How old is that one, Jason? Uh, five. Oh. Yeah, he, he's five. Oh, that's that's tough. That's tough when they're sick at that age. Yeah, and his younger sister, uh, she she'll be three in a couple weeks. Uh, those two are like two beads in a pod. So trying to keep them separated during all this was um, very very challenging. <laughs> well, I'm glad all is well. So so you were in Las Vegas last week. Yes, I was. I was. Um, I was there for a conference called uh, Thrive. Um, at 10thrive.com. And it really, that one for me, it, it's it's not you know, tactical. It's not one of the, the digital marketing conferences that I tend to go to or in strategy and stuff like that. That conference is all about uh, purpose and making sure that um, as, as your business grows, you have a built-in mechanism for giving and, and um, you know, whether, whether it's giving monetarily, whether it's giving with your products and services, whatever it means, um, you know, just kind of that, what what's being called now a for purpose business instead of a for profit or a non profit. You know, it's kind of a for for, for purpose. So um, that that's that's a conference I go to every year to really help keep keep me grounded and uh, make sure that I've got that. Uh, you know, the, keep keep keeping that in the frame of mind for throughout the year. Oh, that 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 sounds great. So so does it? Do, I'm I'm guessing it relates to our business as we operate our businesses. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, and. Um, you know, so, so many times, especially in, in the vacation rental space, specifically, uh, you know, the term millennial comes comes and goes, and it's got different uh, connotations attached to it. But uh, you know, one of the things that that the data is showing that millennials really, because let's let's be honest, the millennials we you know, the, the purchasers in the next 10 years, right? So if we're not already kind of setting our businesses up to 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 mirror them, we probably need to think about it. Um, but Millennials in this this generation are like for Mike and I we're we're technically Zennials I guess um, but more and more consumers want to do business with people um, or businesses that have a purpose that contribute to the greater good you know so what, whatever that looks like um, you know with kind of kind of the most common example I would say is Tom's shoes you know those little slippers that um, that are out there now it's that that slogan was very simple you know buy a pair give a pair mm-hmm. so. That's that's kind of a, a the classic textbook example of a quote unquote for purpose business is, um, you know, making sure that you've got something built into your, um, built into your business structure for giving for, um, you know, helping out whatever cause you're passionate about. And the two don't necessarily have to relate, you know. So um, yeah, they, they don't have to relate ideally uh, for what you're doing versus what you're supporting. They can be completely different if you want to. I know that so many people are giving back. Actually, I was just looking at, um, I was looking up Matt Landau's um, site because because, um, he has started a concept called Star Throwers, 
and um, the, these are people and organizations within our vacation rental space that are giving back. In, in each of his um, episodes of A Sense of Place, he dwelt on what each of these people that were being featured in the episodes were doing as, as, a, as a sort of give back process. And yeah, yeah I'm, and I love that. And it's, you know, it's, it's, really, it's really got me thinking about, you know, how we can do it as a business and how I can mm-hmm. do it as an individual. And I know I'm hearing this more and more. So, uh, so yeah, that was great. Thank you for, for, <laughs> for, um, for touching on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's, let's kick off. Since you've been away, since you've been <laughs> away, I've moved home. And now I'm in my glorious forever home, I think. Um, but <laughs> at least for this year. <laughs> no, it is going. It really is going to be longer than this. The amount, the amount that we're putting into this home, it's going to take a while to get it back out. So, <laughs> yeah, no problem. Well, good. good so, day. so, so in um, in building this home, as I've been saying over the last couple of months since we we got the concept, um, we have our home on the top level, and then the lower level is a self-contained apartment. So, I mean, it is two bedrooms. It's got. It's got a massive um, living space with a little kitchen in it. Oh, cool. It, it is. It is really, really lovely. And I've been calling it my Airbnb space. And then I, I've, just, I've just said in the introduction here that I'm going <laughs> to stop calling it the Airbnb space because the whole idea of this is that I'm going to make it independent. I'm going to be independent, book everything directly over time. Yeah, Absolutely. So, yeah, and that's that's something that I know a, a lot of our owners and even property managers um, are looking to do is, is try and be more and more independent. So uh, this is going to be a fun little project. Yeah, absolutely. Because as I come away from calling it an Airbnb, um, <laughs> I I know that I have to have my own website. It's that that's the, that's the number one thing. There's no you cannot book direct without having somewhere where people can come and do that thing. They've got to come to your site and and have the uh, have the booking engine where they can come in and book direct, and you can make a relationship with them, and they see that site as uh, as a sort of uh, source for information on the area. Correct. Correct. Yep. So I went out and I got my domain name without talking to anybody about it. I just found it and I thought <laughs> I've got to have this. Now a little bit of background on the domain name. Um, we live about four minutes from the entrance to Arrowhead Provincial Park, which is, it's a fabulous, uh, park. It's closed for some of the year. It's closed for, so it's a really a seasonal, it's a summer and winter park. So it, it, okay. closes, it closes down at the end of, I think mid October, just after our Thanksgiving, which is actually the first Monday in October. And then it closes down till December the 15th. And then it um, it opens up through to the end of March and then closes down until mid-May. So it really is a summer and winter destination. But in those times, there are so many activities for people to do. So for winter, there is there's cross-country skiing, there's toboggan runs. They, oh, they, wow. they build this wonderful skating rink that I think it's about three kilometers long. And and it goes around in a circle, so you can skate this um, this this circuit. And there's snowshoeing, and also you can go and that there's a place there, nice store where you can go and rent all the equipment and do all these things. And so then that- it, then in the summer, there it's it's on a river called the Big East River. Now this this river starts way way 
uh, east of there and then runs through Arrowhead Provincial Park and then right in front of my property. Um, it's got a, okay. a winding route. And as it goes around, it's, um, the sediment is all sand. So there's dozens and dozens of sand beaches along this, this route. So it's, it's an amazing kayak route. So that's it. That, you know, I, I have this location, Arrowhead Provincial Park, that I think will attract people summer and winter. And there's so much to do, and people don't really know about it. So my domain name is arrowheadcottage.com. That is great. Um, just, just out of curiosity, uh, the word cottage, obviously that, that's, out, you know, I think with, with being in, in the business as we are, you know, the word cottage is very local to your area, isn't it? It's not like it's, you know, rental or anything like that. Cottage is, is very much a Canadian term. Is that right? Uh, it's a term that's um, very sort of local to this area, to Ontario. Yeah. Um, some parts of, of um, Canada have, are more cabins uh, or camps even. We, we are in the heart of Ontario's cottage country. So, okay. so yes, cottage was a natural, is a natural term to use. Yeah, the um, you know when, when you're when you're choosing those domain names, mm-hmm. um, it's very important to think about who is going to be renting your 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 mm-hmm. your home, right? So I'm assuming the uh, for for you, m- most of if not all of your your rentals are going to come from right there in Ontario, right? Yes, yeah. Um, although having said that, my my sister does um, a she she has a an apartment in her basement. She lives very close to here. And hers is very much Airbnb she, because, you know, it's, very, it's a shared home. They have open staircase between their living space and the lower space. So she's just happy doing hers on Airbnb. And she's done 90 rentals since she started in February. Um, Holy cow. Yeah. And mostly they're one night or two nights. And, okay, so- and they've come from all over the world. And we're sort of on a circuit. People come into Toronto. And then they will go from Toronto up to um, up up here to Huntsville, and then they cross over um, to, through a, a massive park called Algonquin Park, and then they can go from there down to Ottawa and then back to Toronto. So it's this big circuit. I was just going to say I did I did sort of hesitate a little bit to use to actually use the word cottage because there's so many people that are, that are coming from um, overseas who may not understand that word, but. You know, it's a a bit of a of a toss up. It is more common. You know, I wouldn't use villa um, right. or cabin. Um, so yeah, that that's why I stuck with cottage. Yeah, you know, and, and that's just obviously listening to you. You know so much about the area, and you know how, how your potential guests travel. So, um, and then on top of that too, obviously, if you if you are listening on Airbnb you don't have to be so particular about the naming of it because Airbnb is going to do the marketing for you. And, um, you know, once again, the struggle is most of these people don't even know what they're staying in when they get there. Mm -hmm. So it's not quite as important if you, unless you really want to, um, try and be as independent as possible. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking to you now. I'm thinking, Oh, did I, did I do right? Did I do right on cottage? Or maybe I should have gone for arrowhead rental or arrowhead. Yeah. So here's the bottom line. Don't spend weeks and, and months agonizing over it. Get something get going because you can always transfer and migrate and do all those kind of uh, you know copy and paste type things later on down the road when you feel like you need to. Yeah. So the most important thing is just pick one and go. And if need be in the future, you can always migrate it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that that that's great. So I, I've got the name. I bought it on GoDaddy. Perfect. Now 
What do I do with it, Jason? Yeah, so once you have your, your actual domain name, um, next, next the next step is really hosting, okay? So your domain name is kind of like your street address. That's where people go to find you. But hosting is kind of like the, the land that your house is built on, right? So um, hosting is where all of your, your files and all of your databases and all, all the, the techie stuff lives in the Ethernet world or internet world. Um, so that way you don't have to have a... Uh, server hooked up in your closet that's you're paying extra it, it, yeah so I mean ho hosting is just basically where everything lives so that's gonna be your next step is to purchase hosting and connect your domain name with with your host okay so I bought this on GoDaddy GoDaddy's not a host right or is it no they can be uh, GoDaddy does offer hosting in addition to their domains okay so um, there, there are many hosts out there so some of the ones that, that we typically recommend within Vacation Rental Formula are WP Engine. If, if you've got uh, lots of traffic and you need, need to kind of some more higher end um, processing power and things like that, WP Engine is a great one. Um, as well as uh, Green Geeks and WPX Hosting, all of those have great support, which I would, I would assume or I would encourage you that if you're not a technical person, you may, um, you may be quote unquote overpaying for hosting. That has fantastic service. So, and I would encourage you to to really vet that out. Look at different views and feedback. Um, but the hosting hosting can be cheap and hosting can be very expensive. It all depends about the uh, you know how much service you need or or that that reliability on, on the service. Uh, for instance, you know, WP Engine and Green Geeks um, are, are two that I, I've used all the time, and they have fantastic service. Um, chats, functions, support tickets, you name it, uh, they get back to you very quickly and are very helpful. So um, keep that in mind when you're when you're looking for your hosting solution is is what what is that um, you know what what is that that look like as far as support? Um, so what what sort of support might I need? So, so some support that that a host can offer you is uh, especially if you uh, you know we mentioned earlier about the you know, renaming your domain or, or migrating later, your host can definitely um, kind of copy and paste your, your website from one host to another or one domain to another. Uh, the host can also get actually, um, during your purchase process, you can actually purchase um, or kind of upgrade, if you will. A host can install your WordPress installation, which we'll talk about here a little bit later. They can install that for you. Uh, they can manage some of your files and, and set up email accounts and things like that uh, all for you. Um, of course, with, with additional additional fees and whatnot or additional you know purchases. But in most cases, they that's not very expensive, especially if you're buying um, you know two or three years at a time mm -hmm. for a few dollars a month. Okay, so let's you say a few dollars a month. What what should I expect to pay? Because I've I've looked at um, some of these and they've got sort of three or four different levels of plans. Yep. Yep. So. Um, a couple things to look for when you're looking at plans, you know, you can, you can certainly find hosting for, for around the, uh, three, four, $5 a month range. If you buy two or three years at a time, you know, most of the time those are going to be kind of like one website only or something like that. If you know that you're, you're, you're only going to have one website and you're interested in anything else, no other venture or side project, anything like that, no problem. But if, if, you know, you're always curious or you kind of always have other side projects going on that aren't related to, to your vacation rental business. Um, you know, finding a host that maybe offers you five or 10 websites or unlimited websites, um, all, all those are kind of different options when you start looking at the tiers of pricing. So, and you, once again, I don't want this to be a sticking point because you can always upgrade as you outgrow it. 
Um, but so, like I said, some, some of the things are going to be your, your server resources, your amount, amount of space and things like that. Um, if you are kind of the, the, you've got one, pro, you have a few properties, you've got one website, right? Um, and you're looking just to kind of fill up, fill up your property. You're not going to have enough traffic to your website unless you've got some amazing content that's put out there, um, to really, to really justify heavy duty, high scale, um, hosting platforms from a, from a technical standpoint. So speed and memory and, and some of those throughput type things. So, uh, for the most part, the, the kind of lower to, to middle of the tier hosting platforms are going to work well for you. Um, like I said, I would just really, really be concerned, uh, about the support, make sure you get your support. That's, that's, uh, top rated because they can be a, a great asset for you in the future. So which one am I going to use then? <laughs> if, if let's see here for you, Knowing you, Heather, I, I would really suggest one of the three, either uh, Green Geeks, WPX Hosting, or WP Engine, because their support's fantastic, and you can open tickets with them, and they will do the work for you. You just tell them what you want done. Okay. Okay. And, and for the most part, um, yeah, th th those packages kind of vary from $10 a month up to $30 a month, mm -hmm. versus something like a Bluehost um, or a host gate or something like that. That's maybe two or three dollars a month, but I can guarantee you your service is going to be near as as responsive as some of the higher end ones. Okay. Well, I I, I know that you know I I want this to be a very robust website. It's going to have a lot of video on it, um, mm -hmm. huge amount of content. So so yes, I probably need need something as you say a bit more robust to go with that website. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that even with with all the videos, because most of the time your videos are going to be hosted offsite. So, like with a YouTube or um, a Vimeo or something like that. At least they should be. You should never be hosting videos directly on your website. Um, but even even be that as may, you shouldn't for for what you're wanting to do. Even if you add a second property, you know, five or eight years down the road, you shouldn't need anything more than a middle tier product. Okay, wonderful. Um couple of questions for you that sort of okay. stick in my mind. HTTP and mm -hmm. HTTPS. What is the difference and what relevance do they have for my I'm, gl I'm glad you mentioned that because that actually plays directly into what host you choose. The HTTPS is a, what's called a secure site. Um, there's lots of technical reasons behind it, but that's basically saying that you have a certificate on your website that um, it makes it more private. So in order for your computer and that website or your website to, to sync up, it's got to essentially be encrypted. Okay. It's got to have an encrypted tunnel connection versus being a wide open connection on a uh, non HTTPS website. So if you're starting from scratch or if you currently have a website, do everything you can to get a secure website for, for me personally, it's not so much as the quote unquote threat of being hacked or anything like that. Cause that really doesn't have any, anything to do with it. Google is actually now incorporating that into their search rankings uh, to, to give preference to sites who are secure a and then secondly if you ever want to take payment directly on your website without having to use a, a third party and and you know have them go off and back on you have to have a secure uh, a secure site to be able to take payments on site so absolutely that's a, that's a great point i know that green geeks wp engine and a, maybe even wpx hosting i think all three of those companies offer free ssls which is a great, great thing to have because once again, that's that support mechanism. You open ticket, say, hey, I'd like a, an SSL on this on this website. And what do you know, 12, 24 hours later, it's done. 
SSLs are our huge importance nowadays going forward. That that was that was well explained. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> I mean, I know this is a really basic level stuff, but but this is the sort of thing that I think everybody anybody who is starting out needs to know because they're going to come across it at some point. Well, yeah, yeah, and, and it's one of those things where if you don't know, you don't know, or you you don't know what you don't know. So um, hopefully, this is just giving some exposure to those of you who are just kind of getting started, um, or are currently using strictly. Um, OTA bookings and want to get your site up and going. Mm-hmm. These are some kind of things that you need to be be keeping in mind. Yeah. Uh, so so on that on that topic, can I ask about cPanel because that's something that that seems to come up. You know, when I've been looking at hosts, they talk about cPanel. What does that mean? So cPanel is um, the administrative side of your website, meaning your cPanel is what and, and you shouldn't have to get in there very often. In fact, most the only, the only reason you need to get in there is maybe to um, install WordPress if it's not done for you, maybe set up a couple of email addresses if your host hasn't done that for you. Uh, but cPanel is uh, kind of the back end of, of websites and the databases and things like that. So Stay out of it, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, when, once, once you get WordPress installed, um, and once again, your host should be able to help you with that. If, if that's something you don't want to mess with, no problem. Just it, it, get that installed um, and run, stay in WordPress. You really don't have to do much inside cPanel once you get everything installed. In fact, um, most most hosts now, in fact, those three that I mentioned earlier, WP Engine, WPX Hosting, and, and Green Geeks, they offer WordPress-only hosting versions that does not include cPanel access. So for those of you who want it a little more streamlined, once again, you may pay an extra you know, dollar or two a month for that, but now you don't have to worry about the headache of what cPanel is. Um, you just won't have the flexibility, which most of you don't need anyway, um, of doing some other things with your site. Like I said, for, for the average person, they don't need access to, to, to cPanel. Yeah. So let's go back to how do I get my domain name? on? T- so let's say I go with, um, with um, Green Geeks. So. Okay. What happens? How I've got this domain name. Do I just tell it this is my domain name and off we go? Or is there some other um, process to go through? Yeah, so there, there's you've got two situations that, that, that's going to happen. Um, situation one is you buy your domain name in the same place you'd buy your hosting. And if that's the case, it's done for you. Mm-hmm. It's all synced up together because it's kind of that same purchase, if you will. Um, their system takes care of it all. Uh, so if that's, if that's your situation, congratulations, you're done. You don't have to do anything with it. If you are like uh, myself, I tend to purchase my domain names. It sounds like Heather, you did too. I purchased my d- domain names from GoDaddy and I purchased my hosting somewhere else. Right. So when something like that happens, during your hosting install process, the, the hosting company will give you what's called uh, name servers. Mm-hmm. And these name servers are, are essentially the shortcut to your website. So you would have to go back to your uh, domain registrar is what they're called, so like your GoDaddy, and put these new name servers into your um, into your domain under the DNS management feature. Okay, say that uh, again. Uh, the D- DNS management. Yes, DNS management. And once again, if if that's if you don't want to worry about that, no problem. Just open a ticket with your domain registrar. So whether it's GoDaddy or Namecheap or whatever it is, tell them you want your domain pointed to these name servers. Let them do it for you. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and w- once again, if, if any of this is confusing, buy your domain name where you buy your hosting at. Yeah. And it's all done for you. Okay. That sounds good. Um, so I, w- I will get on and do that after, in the next couple of days, I'm, I will choose my host. I will then go on and put the domain name onto the host, as you okay. just explained. Um, then what? So once you get that, um, really there's the next step is getting WordPress installed. Mm-hmm. Depending on, on the hosting package you choose, some of them are WordPress only. So WordPress is going to be installed already. Um, if you have the cPanel access and, and you did not ask your host to install your WordPress, you can install WordPress from your cPanel. Okay. It's typically under the uh, application tab or, or expanding folder option. In addition to, uh, so, so depending on who you buy your host from, they have different installers. But um, they, they, they'll installing WordPress is pretty simple. You just, you, like I said, there, there's an option there for applications. Then once you're inside applications, WordPress will be one of the installation points. It, it is typically just a, a, a one button thing, just to install. Yeah. yeah. Once you get there, um, and, and most cPanels now, once again, if it's not already installed by your host will have a one-click install or what they call a one-click install where um, it says uh, WordPress installation. Click that. It's going to ask you what your domain name is, and away it goes. Excellent. Um, we are going to come back in the next next session we do to, to actually talk about um, you know what happens when it's installed, step-by-step um, step, what we do when we get inside WordPress. This this first this first session is really all about getting your infrastructure set up. You know, get it getting it technically sound, ready to ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm I think I'm ready to do that now. So all right, fantastic. Okay, so I I know a few owners out there who've got who've had huge success with other providers, not WordPress, um, with Wix, Squarespace, mm-hmm. and they say it's super easy. And I know Nancy McAleer um, runs her very very content rich website on on wix and she swears mm-hmm. by it what what is the difference why i mean, I mean she, she talks about it you know it's really easy drag and drop stuff and and it's um almost almost set up you you can have it almost set up for vacation rentals they've got all these different drag and drop uh, components right. mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are suitable for this type of, of thing. So why should, I mean, maybe I should have started with this, but, uh, but then I know I'm using WordPress. So this, this is sort of coming as an afterthought because I know people yeah. might, su- might suggest or, or ask the question, why shouldn't I be using Wix or Squarespace? Yeah. So, I mean, th- those are two great platforms to, to um, kind of get your site up and running without any type of technical expertise. I mean, it's, it's, those are really good things to do. Um, the the big difference there is the flexibility uh, within WordPress. So, uh, meaning as technology changes, uh, as your marketing strategies change, you have a lot more capabilities from within the WordPress flat platform to take advantage of those new uh, new strategies and new technologies than you do from a Wix or a Squarespace. And then, secondly, and probably more importantly, is owning the you know kind of the ownership of the data, right? So, um, those two platforms, you're technically you know, it's, it's like building, building your house on rented land is really what it is. So um, at any point in time, those two platforms or, or any of the platforms, even, even if you're using a vacation rental platform itself, you know, like a, um, uh, my VR or, uh, um, Logify or anything like that, that's all essentially 
at least in my mind, it, it's temporary. Now, how temporary may be up for up for discussion, but that's that's kind of temporary space that you that you're not hundred percent in control and ownership of. So, um, now with that being said, I know those two platforms, Wix and Squarespace, are, are are adding more features for you to add code to and some of these more advanced marketing techniques, especially if you're trying to venture out on your own versus rely rely on the OTA. They're starting to become more compatible with some things, but WordPress is still far and above the um, number one most supported uh, user base with it within the world. I was I was there already, but I I, I think the question would be would be out there. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think we discussed yeah. this before about you know owning your own stuff and and not have it out there. Yeah, that's something that that Mike and I um, really kind of gave a, a deep down dive on in our uh, vacation rental marketing 2.0 courses is the difference between the two different scenarios and and how they work together or how they don't work together and um, you know it really comes down to doing the research and making making the best decision for for you and your business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the reasons that, that I wanted to go for WordPress was because of the ease of uploading um, all your own content in, in with different media. Now, we're not going to get into how we do this at the moment, but really um, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start developing the content. Um, and I do have, um, I, I believe I did a blog post a while back about the 12 pages that you, or, the, or the pages that you must have on your website. I will recap on that in, um, in, a, in a future episode um, as I build out the content. But initially, I think, I mean, once I've got WordPress installed, and I think this is what happens with a lot of people, is that they, they get to this point, because um, it's not that difficult. I mean, you can pick up any tutorial on how to, how, to, how to install WordPress, and you can just go through that. You know, this is right, what, what right. we're going to be doing here is not a great deal different, but, you know, we're, we're doing it with our take on it, I guess. Often people, I think people get to that point, they've got it there, and they go, well... Okay. Um, what do I put on this now? So <laughs> I think it's really important to think about certainly the the basic content that's going to go on there at the outset. So at least you can get something up and running. What do you think should be the first thing to do? What's the first content to create? Well, I think the first content uh, for for a vacation rental owner, if that that you're talking about specifically for for our, for our listeners, right? Yeah. So the first content I would I would create um, is actually go go to the camera, create it, create a, a walkthrough, um, maybe if not a walkthrough, just like a welcome video to, about he, you and your property uh, and on who it's for. You know, talk talk really deep into that persona, which hopefully by this point you've already gone through persona exercises. You know who your target audience is. You you've called them by name. You know, so you know exactly who they are. I would say that's your first piece of anything is either a welcome page or a welcome video to put a face with a name and really kind of start um, enriching your guests experience on your website. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's not always easy for people to do this. Right. To yeah. actually get in front of the camera and to record something. But you know, but I know I've, I've done this on you know, numerous occasions that once you start, once you start doing it, start recording yourself, it becomes easier every single time. Right, right. 
Um, and you know, you can always, if, if you're currently host or if you're currently, you know, taking payments and whatnot on a different platform, you can always have a button that links over to that in the beginning. So, um, you know, for, and it kind of goes back to what your brand is too. If your brand is really that, you know, it's you and your, your person, um, your family and the way you welcome guests or whatever that, that unique thing is that you do to enrich the, the experience for your guests, um, talk about that right up in the beginning. Uh, whether that's in in video, whether that's in a um, you know a, a, in writing and pictures, however you want to express that, I would say that's the very first thing to do, and then you can always put a button within that element to send them over to your to your booking site or where however you're taking bookings. Yeah, you know, and and while you're doing that, make sure that's um, you know a site can be gorgeous and pretty. Make sure it's mobile friendly. That's that's the next big thing is as you're building it, and we'll talk. I'm sure we'll get into it in the future episodes, but keep that in mind. How how does this look on mobile? Mobile, mobile, yeah. mobile, mobile. <laughs> <laughs> you take the English one, mobile. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah however that, that, you that's call that's the next kind of big thing. Yeah. However, you, however you call it, um, that is that is so important because uh, you know I I don't tend to use my phone for browsing I, I just find it too small but i i know that um probably the majority of people now do right yep that's and, and that of course we're going to cover off when we talk about themes next time yep awesome okay so i think i've probably got enough now to um to get me going okay. um so the next time we we speak probably in, in a few weeks time um we'll be talking about themes the wordpress dashboard yeah, the, the WordPress dashboard, just kind of walk through um, kind of the, the way that that works. So that'll, that'll be a little more um, descriptive on, on the dashboard. Yeah. Okay. Well, perfect. Jason, you've been, as ever, incredibly helpful. Um, I've got some homework to do now, so I'm going to yes, head you out do. and get that, get <laughs> that done. And um, uh, as I, I've said in the introduction, we're going to be you know, posting these on vacationrentalformula.com as I get them up and running. So, so make sure you, uh, you go and take a look at that. How is vacationrentalformula.com coming along? Very close. Uh, Mike and I are kind of put the finishing touches on it here this week. So it should be, um, ready to roll very, very soon. Okay. That's wonderful. Hey, Jason, yep. thanks. Thanks. Thanks very much. Um, I'm, I'm raring to go now. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you, Heather. This is gonna be a fun project. Yep. Talk soon. So thank you, Jason, for taking the time to explain the step-by-step -step process of starting out with my website. As I said in the introduction, I have, I've been trying to do this for, for years and I always get caught up at certain, uh, certain points. So, you know, these have become my pain points. And this time, instead of just giving up, I will go to Jason and get uh, you know, get, get more knowledge on, on how to do it and how to do it well. So it was interesting. Um, I was just talking to Jason after we finished the, uh, the recording and he was saying about Wix and, and Squarespace and saying, you, re you know, really there is nothing wrong with those platforms. And, and as he sees more and more owners becoming, wanting to become independent of the OTAs and wanting to create their own website, then he's, he's feeling that more and more Wix is possibly the way to go. So 
we will probably revisit this at some time in in the future and and i'll probably get um, nancy mcalear back on the show she was a great guest um, about a year ago uh, and get her to talk about um, her experience with wix and with creating a vacation rental website on that platform um, so that you've got a couple of things to to look at um, in your journey in creating your own website so thank you so much uh, as ever for listening it's been a great pleasure being with you and i'll look forward to being with you again next week This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.